Hey guys, it's Andrew. Today I'm here with Skylar and we're going to be talking about how to evict your tenant or rather how not to go about evicting your tenant because we've been hearing some interesting stories from both landlords and tenants about how some evictions have been happening. So we want to talk about that from a point of symptoms as to why it's happening, what can be done about it, and some of the interesting stories we've heard that led to tenants having to leave the properties. A tenant contacted me like uh, a couple weeks ago and he was just asking me some questions and he had a really bizarre story. He says, I have nowhere to live and I'm not sure if there's anything I can do about this. My landlord just changed the locks. Yeah. They didn't even like, uh, you know, tell him he just changed the locks yeah. of the property and said, take me to court. Yeah. Shout out to tenants watching the property hustlers channel. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Not just landlords. No, no, it's, it's like, no, you know what? On the, on, on TikTok, especially like a lot of tenants will message me, yeah. ask me questions and like, uh, just saying, Hey, how do you deal with some, with some of the stuff? And it's yeah. crazy the amount of stories I hear from tenants about like things that landlords are doing, which gives me the perspective of like, I understand why all of these rules are in place, but it's crazy because what, what ends up happening is that you have these rules, which are heavily leaning towards the tenants. But the problem is that the tenants that need them don't use them. And the tenants that understand them abuse them. Yeah. And now you just have this like, uh, this system that doesn't seem to serve anybody quite well. Yeah. And because like I'm in the business, I, when you say that, a tenant reached out that the landlord changed the locks. He doesn't know what to do. I really don't believe the tenant that he didn't do anything and has no idea why the locks were changed. Oh, that's true. That's true. There's, usually, that. there's usually a reason why a landlord has to go in, you know, and change the locks. And you know what? A lot of people think that changing the locks is illegal, right? And it's not. There's there's steps that we can take to change out your locks without going through the LTV. Changing the locks versus locking somebody out of a unit that they paid for are two very different things, right? Like you're allowed to do a lock change at the property. You have to give the tenant the lock or the tenant the key to the lock. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You just sure. Yeah. Say that with like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Technically, black and white. Yeah. You're not allowed to lock people out. Like evictions aren't in Ontario allowed to be done without a sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. When people say these things, uh, what I see happening a lot of the times is landlords just, especially the old school landlords, just come in. And they just do stuff. It's kind of like the landlords that walk into a property without giving 24 hour notice. They just kind of walk in like it's their own home, and they go and do whatever they need to do. Oftentimes, they go into well, do maintenance, but they just kind of come in and announce. Sometimes. Yeah. You should never like break some privacy rules and come on unannounced you know 24-hour notice is um is a thing that tenants can't really argue but it really shouldn't be like that if, if there's a maintenance issue hey i'm in the area can i come by yeah right yes or no right it's okay if tenants say no, no that, yeah but that's also asking that's not yeah. entry without notice no. that's like informing and then they can agree or disagree right yeah quick story about the only sheriffs can do evictions we've i've recently had um, a tenant that sublet it to somebody without telling us and we had no idea and that tenant moved out, moved home, stopped paying rent. And we go into the room and there's someone there. Like his stuff was there. He wasn't there. I changed the locks. Okay. Post notice that, hey, if this is you and this is your stuff, call me and I'll give you a key. Okay. Now what happened was the tenant left, go back home overseas. And I said, well, if you want a key, you got to come get a key. He goes, well, I can't get a key. I'm overseas. And I have my friend living in the room. I go, well, you can't just have a random stranger live in the room. Right. The locks are changed. They weren't done illegally. I post notice. I'll give you the key. You got to come get the key though. And you can't come get the key. So then what? I didn't do anything illegal, right? But the, there's a stranger stuff locked in the room. If you're not paying rent, yeah. we can't get a hold of you. And we go to the room and you're not there. And we go back and we go back and you're not there. We're going to post a notice on the door that says, you know, letter of abandonment. You abandon this unit. We're going to change the locks for the safety of the other tenants. Yeah. Right. That we can't get a hold of you. 
And if you are here, call this number. We'll give you a key. And that's where when somebody else moves into the unit, whether it was arranged with the other tenant, if the original tenant didn't tell us or yeah. they or they're not around anymore, which sometimes happens, and they just let somebody else move in, you can change the locks. Yeah. And, and the reasoning and the rationale behind this is that we don't know if this is just a complete random stranger yeah. coming in, right? So like it is our obligation to if we think that there's a problem or an issue to to protect the property, protect the other tenants who are there. And yeah. if there's a security issue, change the locks, right? Yeah. And then our tenant, if if they did actually sublet or do whatever, they can come back into the picture and do it correctly. Yes. Right. So yeah, you know, there's there's some legitimacy to that. That's where like we have an understanding of like what our responsibilities are and under what circumstances. But I do find that there's there's people who either don't know what the responsibilities are, don't know the the like the, the boundaries of what they can and cannot do. And they just end up doing all kinds of crazy stuff. There is a high degree of ignorance in the tenant community when it comes to what they can and can't do. So I understand why there's all these advocate groups, yeah. right? It's just there's advocate groups that are like a business, and then they're just trying to like yeah, you know, membership, yeah, get get people enrolled and help everybody out who they can for better or for worse, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of takes away from the landlords and tenants working together because it's like you might be having a conversation, but the minute lawyers get involved. Like, well, now you need to get your lawyer too. And now it's no longer a conversation. Now it's like uh, an expensive negotiation where you could have probably just worked it out in the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I see people doing all kinds of crazy things. There was this one weird one that I wasn't sure how it worked out. There was a student house and uh, there was like six students living in the property. One of the students moved out eventually. And then the owner's daughter took one of the rooms and then what they did was because the owner's daughter took one of the rooms a few months later they just decided to kick everybody else out and the reason for them being able to just kick everybody else out was that yeah they share a kitchen but the thing is that when they originally set forth the lease other tenants signed a lease agreement and they were renting the house as a collective yeah and now when the daughter moved in what happened to those original terms yeah the problem there is that the sheriff needs to enforce that Somebody has to enforce it. No, the, the the police can just. So when you when you share a kitchen, you can ask the police to come and just remove people. You don't need any days notice. And when just, those tenants say that, hey, this is my lease. A lease becomes void if you are living with the landlord or a direct family member of the landlord. Mm-hmm. Because that is now their home. See, my experience with the police, though, is that they don't want to do any of this work. And it just pushes back to the LTB. Yes, but if you are the if you are the resident there, they they they, they that you take precedent. I understand that you're valid. Right. It's just that when police matters and it happens all the time where the tenants call the police or the landlords call the police and then the police come. And even though it's not an LTV issue, like you're saying, the yeah. police push it back and then you're stuck as a landlord. Yes. But if you're living in the property, they had a lot more control. So because yeah. the daughter was living in the property, I think they just did stuff like I don't know the, the, the gruesome details about it all, but I do know that this happened and I never got to follow up to see like how the matter actually evolved. I don't think anybody, you know try to do anything about it after because it's not really worth a hassle on both parties it there if anybody fights at that point it's a matter of principle yeah right yeah. but it was just a weird kind of eviction and like i i don't understand how these things will materialize right? yeah that's the safest way to be a landlord in ontario is have a bedroom yeah right and rent then live in there yeah. with other roommates is the, is the safest way to if do you it you got three kids you can own three rental properties yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just rent them out by the room yeah and you don't need the LTV. it's crazy it, and that's actually some stuff that you hear people doing like uh these things all the time right i've heard landlords say this in conversation where it's like yeah i'm going to serve these tenants with n12s and it's just like okay yeah but didn't you already do that it's like yeah but i have three kids i yeah. can serve three n12s yeah. and this is why the forum gets scrutinized so much <laughs> when these forums go to the landlord and tenant board and the adjudicators now assessing they really scrutinize the legitimacy of your intention to move yeah. into the property like have you heard some of the questions they ask they ask you why yeah like what's the reason are your intentions genuine do you, have, do you mm-hmm. get a job there like what is it yeah. why do you want to move into yeah. this property yeah. and it's all stuff that can be easily validated with just a simple answer and simple proof i don't know how many landlords that are doing that with that simple answer simple proof it's something that we're seeing more and more of and i don't know how we're going to stop 
that. Uh, the city of Hamilton just put in renovation licensing, where if you're serving that N12, you need to get a license from the city. Oh, the renovation. You mean N13? N13. Yeah. So you need an N13 license from the city of Hamilton. Is that why they made a license? They made a license. Yeah. I know they made some amendments to it so that it became like either either you couldn't do it or they made it really difficult. It's very difficult. You need to provide something with the same rent. Yeah. And then provide the unit back. Uh, curiously, now, do you know if a lot of landlords were doing renovations? It's a hard thing to do because it's a long wait. A long wait. It's a long process and you need permits. Any landlord that contacted me or any of our clients that wanted to do some sort of thing where it just revolves around getting the tenant out of the unit. There's better ways to go about that. And let's avoid let's avoid that. Let's yeah. avoid the and again I, I keep on saying the LTV is plan F. It doesn't matter if it's for N five, N four, N twelve, N thirteen. It's always plan F. Yeah. I never want to go there. The only landlords I'm aware of that would do run evictions are like the big corporate ones. Yeah. Right? Where they would pull these massive building permits to go do massive renovations to the property and then they would essentially evict everyone. It would take a long time to do the renovation, so they yeah. wouldn't be able to come back. I just want to touch on this because I think my view on this is is a little bit different, okay? Because I don't think that the N13s, as much as I'm pro-landlord, I don't think we need that form. What I think we need is more that if that big landlord that wants to renovate that, renovate that building, spend a couple million dollars upgrading everything, the rent increases should just go up. And if something that doesn't happen, and there there is a way in the LTB that you can apply for more of a rent increase, never, ever gets accepted. You need to do crazy amount of work to get a little bit. But if we had more leeway in that, were we able to up your rent by 5 6%, by doing this repair and maybe next year we do something else we can do a hearing where all tenants maybe they don't agree but they they would admit that hey you know the the boiler sucks in the winter right let's upgrade the boiler well a boiler in these big buildings you know it's six figures it's six figures so it just makes sense that we increase the rent a little bit and if we were able to do that we would see less n13s and less people you know basically on the streets right and all they would have to do is just pay a little bit more rent and i think that's the way how landlords and tenants can get along and maybe the corporations aren't happy with that because they want to a lot more rent but that's the way that i see stuff working out is that you know inflation happens interest rates all this you know sucks um your rent needs to go up a little yeah it's just it's just fair it's just how it goes yeah and this is where the ethics of it really comes into play but in terms of your intent i've seen landlords do some negotiating tactics with these forms that you know aren't technically wrong like based on what you said i've seen some landlords approach a tenant they'll say hey listen i know your rent's right now 1200 bucks i need it to go up to 1500 dollars yeah. a month it's 300 bucks a month i know it's a lot of money i know that sucks but honestly if you do not agree to pay this extra yeah. i have to move back here because i cannot afford my own rent where yeah. i am so this N12 is really contingent on if yeah. or not you're willing to pay a little bit more. Now, obviously, the ethics and the integrity of the landlord then comes into question. Are they just saying that or like, is this an actual situation? But it's not like the landlords don't have their own bills that are going up like crazy if they're renting somewhere else. Because how many people have rented out the place they used to live in because they moved somewhere else for work and they're renting somewhere else? Their rent's going up or if they're yeah. not in the rent controlled space and they have to move back home. Yeah, yeah they're going to serve you with an N12. So that's where that negotiation happens. And there is, by the way, a form that if you were improving something, it's the N10, I think. Yeah. The N10, you can use that as a landlord to say, hey, I want to increase the rent. And in exchange, I'm going to do X amount of upgrades. Yeah. And you agree to this. And, you know, that's where, you know, both parties can mutually agree to a, a rent increase. Yeah. And it's very hard for for both parties to agree. And it's something that I think that if we were seeing more hearings about that form, then the adjudicator steps in and goes, hey, you know, spend this amount of money is, is good. It definitely improves the building. We want you to just have your tenancy. You sign a new lease. This is your new rent. And everybody's happy. It's just a thing that everybody that is not happy in, in those negotiations, I believe it's on principle that I sign this at $800 and it's going to be $800. We can't negotiate like that, right? And what will happen is that you eventually just get evicted, yeah. right? This landlord may sell it to the next landlord and that landlord will play out on the street. And that's where I feel that people need to understand, like between the relationship of a landlord and a tenant, oftentimes it's not a matter of 
will I get evicted? It's a matter of if like if I have this relationship and the landlord does want me to leave and they really want me to leave, it's really a matter of like when I have to leave. And that's where you really have to change the tone of that conversation and yeah. try to make something work. And again, there's certain circumstances that are reasonable. And again, there, there's there's two sides of that coin. I see people who are on fixed income and they've lived in a place for God knows how long, yeah. paying $800. Like we have that one tenant yeah. we spoke to where it's just like, listen, like, you know, we're going to change the zoning of the property. This is going to become commercial. You're going to have to leave. He was paying 650 bucks or something. Yeah. For a one bedroom apartment, yeah, still is, <laughs> yeah. And I remember he, the, the guy was he, he was visibly very upset. Yeah. When we told him that he's gonna have to leave, yeah, right. And what do you do in that situation? Yeah, right. For anybody watching, he's actually still there because like we felt bad, yeah, right. Like and honestly, he we did actually talk to him and said, listen, let's meet somewhere in the middle. If you're willing to pay a little bit more, yeah, we'll we'll just postpone this like a hell of a long time, like as much as as much as possible. Yeah, and like we'll 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 leave this for now. Yeah, in my experience with people on fixed income that you know have cheap rent, they are the best tenants you can have. The only con about them is that they're paying cheap rent. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're complaining. You know, they've been there for so long; it's their home. It's the best tenant to have. I'll tell you a cool story. We have this lady, and this lady again, cheap rent, lived there forever. She lived upstairs, and it was time for her to. She needed a surgery, and the surgery that she was getting meant that she couldn't live upstairs. She paid seven hundred bucks. Seven hundred bucks. But she had a she had a two plus dad. That's crazy. Yeah, she had a she had a decent place, decent place. So she told me she was leaving and all this stuff. And she goes, I know that the owner talked to me before many years ago about leaving and paying me something to leave. And you know, obviously I didn't take it, and I wanted to stay here. This and that. Well, now it's time for me to leave. And I go, Why are you telling me this? She goes, Because where I'm where I'm moving to has carpet, and the surgery I'm getting, I can't be around carpet. I said, okay, so what do you want me to do? I would like you to ask the owner rip out the carpet and put down vinyl. And if you do this, I'll move into the apartment. And you'll have the place. I go, really? That's a weird request. I've had a lot of cash keys, a lot of cash keys, nothing like give me some vinyl planks and I'll move out of my place. And I thought about it and I was like, this is pretty genuine, makes sense. But then I go, I need some proof. I need some proof that you're actually getting a surgery. I need proof that you get a lease. And then I need proof that we can actually do the work. It turns out everything checked the box, all the boxes checked. I wanted to see our apartment packed up. We packed up the apartment and then we did the floors in two days and she moved out. It's a great story. It's a great story. Yeah. Everybody won, right? And that's just a relationship on how, what did it cost the landlord? I don't know what couple, it costs. A couple grand. You'll get that back in first and last. Yeah. First and last, you'll get it back there. Yeah, because how much did that apartment rent for? 1700 $1,700. That, yeah. $1,000 more. With a coat of paint. With a coat of paint. Not like we did any no renovations. Enemy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. See, and the owner, most of these owners are businessmen. They know a smart decision, right? And I did tell them, listen, she's leaving anyway. She's getting the surgery. The surgery's going to save her life, right? She can't, she can't live upstairs anymore. Yeah. She needs to go somewhere else. And he was like, you know what? She's doing us a favor. She's doing us a solid. Let's just do the floors. Well, so I, I think I know, I think I know which property you're talking about because yeah. it's sort of ringing a bell. And yeah, the owner is like, he's, he's easy going with the stuff. He yeah. understands. So he yeah. can make money decisions. Yeah. And that's what it is, right? It's yeah. not, it's just, it's a money decision. That one seemed like it was mutual circumstance where, you know, both parties were able to work together to make this happen. Yeah. And a lot of landlords, they either want to vacate a property. Most of the time they want to vacate a property or a unit because the rents are, are too low. That's like 90% of the time. Let's why, be real. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. That's why landlords want to exit exit a tenancy, right? Because of that. There's two types of tenants where they have like a, an apartment that's cheap rent. Yeah. Right? There's two types of tenants. One of them understands that, hey, I've got cheap rent. I'm not going to rock the boat here. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm yeah. not going to bother the landlord. I'm going to, you know, make sure to be extra nice. I'm always going to pay my rent on time. Yeah. And then there's the other crowd, which is just like, yeah, you know, this is rent controlled. I've been here for a long time. I deserve yeah. like to uh, a certain amount of things or whatever and yeah. uh and then when they start doing maintenance requests they start complaining now the landlord starts to think well like you know this isn't really worth it right like if i'm going to be doing all this maintenance i'm going to be fixing all this stuff and this is this is barely covering whatever my costs are why am i doing this and now mm-hmm. the landlords are starting to think well how do i turn this tenancy over 
And like, why do they also then start to think to do things outside of the landlord and tenant bar? Aside from the, aside from the obvious reason yeah. that it's, it's, it takes you forever, it's going to bleed you financially. Aside from those reasons, they start to think really creatively as to how they can do it. But I know tons of tenants who are renting properties where they are just, they want to keep things quiet and they know the landlord isn't bothering them yeah. and they know they have a good deal on rent. So yeah. they just try however they can to make things work. Those people that put in all those maintenance requests and get a good deal on rent, that crowd, you're never going to to win. It's good to know that you have a good thing going and you're trying to like suck the juices out of the landlord. It is nuts to me that we can't have a conversation on you paying a little bit more rent to stay in the place. And it's, what it shows to me is that you don't appreciate where you live. And what I see a lot is the landlords and these tenants think that these landlords are government housing, right? And we're doing stuff that, you know, this landlord has to provide me housing. He didn't choose to buy this house and put me in there. It is nuts to me that we can't just have a conversation and agree to a certain amount of rent. But what will happen is you don't agree. Th- these landlords will find ways, just like you will find ways to make the most of your time in this apartment. Are they finding legitimate ways? Maybe they find ways around around legitimate yeah, ways, and right? And I think that's the reality that's- of it that I think we just have to accept that we hear these things where people do like, creative things let's say to to and to essentially motion tenants out of the out of these units right yeah and uh it's it's just it's just a fact like we it's wrong to do it you know in these creative yeah. ways the fact is is that this is happening if you think about like filling out a form though like if i can fill out a two piece two piece of pa- piece of paper n12 or n13 to get you evicted isn't that crazy that's crazy and that's why landlords can get away with it because there's <sighs> there's there's not enough checks on these landlords on when it comes to these illegal evictions. Yeah. And that's how you get the bad ones stuck on, leached on to the good ones. Yeah. Initially, I was thinking, okay, we're going to be talking about like how people go about evicting tenants, but this is effectively like sometimes what we hear other landlords doing, which is effectively like outside of the landlord tenant yeah. board and doing sometimes like crooked things. Yeah. Right. And, and we see people doing this and I feel like that is a symptom of a bad system in itself. And I feel like we need to talk about that. We need to address it and figure out why it's happening and how people can put themselves in positions not needing to even consider this. But when somebody's back is against the wall, like we had that one landlord that we're working with who was so stressed out because his mother was sick and the tenant wasn't paying rent and he wasn't able to kick the tenant out and he was bleeding a mortgage and he had medical bills. Now that guy, anybody can go say, okay, well, you know, it's it, he put himself in that situation it's like yeah everybody's always accountable to it but the thing is that his hands are also tied and he's thinking to do th- to untie his hands yeah right and what and what should he do yeah anybody in that situation would try to untie his hands and if you go to the tenant and the tenant says you know f you get off my porch i don't care that your mother's dying and stuff the landlord of course is going to feel some sort of way about that yeah and do you think he's going to fill out a form and then 13 right and 12 to get back in the house. It is crazy that that is the only way for his mother to get back in the house. Let's talk about other government programs that we have, right? Like, um, you go to Service Ontario, you license your car. But there's no loopholes to get around licensing a new car. Okay, there's not. I don't know of anything. I've never heard of anything, ever. That's because the system works, right? It's pretty straightforward. That's just how it goes. Maybe you could argue that LTB stuff is not st- straightforward. But it, it should be. Like, the system just totally broken. And when that happens, that's when you have gray areas and you have loopholes. Mm-hmm. There's no gray gray areas when it comes to licensing a car. There's no gray areas get a mortgage, right? It's pretty straightforward stuff. But. Yeah, these gray areas, by the way, is more like turning a blind eye, kind of like uh, student housing and how like none of them are actual rooming houses. Yeah, it's so all just. Why do you think the LTB is like that though, and not trying to actually fix it? Because the the disposition is that they don't want to be putting people onto the street. If the if okay, here's Ooh, the fact but of the they matter. They can fix that though. They how? can fix that. I just gave you a great a great idea before an N13 happens. How many improvements did you do to the house? How much money did you spend? Is there an option there? To do Man. the improvements where the rents go up a little bit. <laughs> the city spends so much money on the administrative process to check these things. They will go broke 
trying to like make this work they, they just don't know how to do it right like there's a problem yeah yeah that would work what you're saying would work if yeah. they knew how to operate a system like this without paying like for managers upon managers upon managers to double check and cross yeah, the t's that's not and dot a good the reason. that's not a good reason no, for but that's, it to that's, like that's the fact of it right it's kind of like it's an overly inflated bureaucratic system like now you're kind of asking a question of why does the ltb not work to begin with yeah right or why doesn't the adjudicators hold the tenants responsible like the rule is for the amount of tenants that say that they didn't pay rent because so such and such wasn't fixed at the property and adjudicators say well the tenant has a reasonable point here why yeah. doesn't the adjudicator also say but Despite that, you need to be paying this rent to the board for the board to hold to pay to the landlord when they remediate these issues. Yeah. There's yeah. a reason why they don't do this because the disposition is that they don't want to throw people if they don't want to throw people onto the streets. And if the landlord and tenant board worked with the amount of rent that goes unpaid, there would be a lot more people ending up on the streets. Yeah. And I think that is the reason why they do what they do. They just don't want to do it. Yeah. It's just going to push more landlords out of Ontario, which we're doing ourselves. You know, converting duplexes back into single family because that's what was selling better. You know, we'll see how that works for the LTB. But obviously, there's solutions to the problems. And you want to keep on paying, you know, city managers money. And it blows my mind that there's solutions here. And, and we're not even trying to think about solutions or even just have a simple online town hall right it's just like we're not even trying listen the people we're not who, even the, yeah you can't have online town hall because the people working at town hall won't know how to do it online <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> no. and the ltb is not even a conversation when it comes to, to politics because it's so divided i can't say anything bad about tenants because then i'm not going to get voted into office i can't say anything bad about landlords because then i'm not going to get voted into office it's a thing that you just don't want to touch the fact is is that there's a lot of landlords doing some really sketchy things and when it comes to evicting evicting tenants and i feel that there we need to be one aware of the symptom why it's happening and what and what can be done a little bit differently the one of the things i saw i i heard of another landlord doing was he would intercept the mail from the landlord and tenant board so that the tenant wouldn't get the notice of hearing yeah going through somebody's mail to begin with is, is illegal like yeah. I, I think i I'm, i don't i don't know and for sure but i think it's criminal for sure it's criminal that is desperate that is you're doing something wrong you know you're doing something wrong but you back someone up against the wall and they start thinking really outside the box <laughs> right like and this is where like uh I, I i look at these things and i do wonder about the symptoms of a bigger problem we start hearing all the time we have a housing crisis you know like uh landlords are using homes foreclosures are up like crazy yeah. right people who spent their life savings what they've worked for for the last 10 15 20 years whatever it might be for some people yeah. to put on to put into a property and they're about to take massive losses Tell that person that it's okay that they wasted 10, 15 years of their life grinding, yeah. sc scraping, saving, yeah. and they're going to lose it because what? The tenant doesn't want to pay rent. Yeah. It's not all the time, See, right? I, I wouldn't say it like that. I would say it's not because the tenant doesn't want to pay rent. It's because your provincial government doesn't have your back. Because it's okay to be a landlord and a tenant not pay rent. It is okay for a tenant not to pay rent. It is okay for life to happen. I've seen crazy things. Life happens and a tenant doesn't pay rent. It's right. okay. Mistakes happen. You just need the government to have your back. The terms of the agreement that you yes. signed up for, the rules yes. that you Enforce abide that. by, they should also yes. have to abide by. Okay. The thing is, yes, like we, we end up leaning, on, I think, on like the, the landlord side of things. And I think when I started off, I was actually uh, trying, not trying to, because of some of the stories that have come my way, yeah. I do understand the sympathies towards the tenant, where it is that they're, that they're, that they're coming from. You know that uh, I think the recent statistic was that home ownership for new Canadians or it's not you because younger Canadians yeah. home ownership heavily relied on whether or not your parents own the home yeah if your parents yeah. didn't own a home the statistical probability of you owning a home is significantly yep. reduced yeah and this is the housing crisis we go back to if you paid rent you pay two thousand two thousand a month for a basement apartment in downtown Hamilton mm. like you would need to make so much money to be able to save thirty thousand dollars yeah paying your rent and paying all your bills yeah. you need to make a lot of money 
Yeah. And if you make that much money, you should not be living in a basement apartment in downtown Hamilton. Some people are financially sensible. <laughs> <laughs> like it just some it's, people it's, make dude, you know you uh one one of the rooming one of the rooming properties that we manage. Uh, I noticed one guy drives like a nice Mercedes, yeah, like a nice Mercedes, and I was yeah. wondering like why is he in this property? It wasn't a great property by any means, yeah, but like. I remember, like, with one of the property managers said that he spoke to the guy, and yeah, he's got a good job, he makes good money, and he's just saving like crazy. He's yeah. on a mission. Yeah, right. That guy wants to save money. He's paying six hundred bucks for the room a month. Yeah, he gets a parking spot. He gets free internet, free cable. Yeah. What more does he want? I, I'm sure he's single, or maybe he has a girlfriend. He goes stays with a girlfriend. You never maybe. know. Right? Yeah, has a room so he can yeah. escape once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 